Just want you to start by taking a full breath in. Feel your ribs spread really wide, your shoulders grow. And then exhale, let your whole body relax. Feel things just start to soften. You're just gonna immediately begin to observe your body. You're gonna let yourself be just as you are right now. What's Brewing ATX? I'm Jonathan Ratcliffe here with my delightful co-hosts, Greg Carlson and Ian Grossman. Howdy. What's going on? This week's episode has been much anticipated and we get to learn how to create and live out our vision. Some powerful stuff coming to you by Jen Lee. She's a yoga instructor, meditation, holistic coach, you name it. If it's something that's going to help you grow in a positive way, she's the one dedicated to helping you do it. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for coming. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Of course. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we hope that you take something awesome away from this one. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from the tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world, to interviews with local small businesses and those making a huge impact in our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. This week, since recording at 10 a.m., we decided to do a different kind of brew. It's not coffee. It's not beer. It's... Ah. One second. Ian will tell you about it in just a minute. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button where, wherever you're tuning in from uh, on your podcast platforms. If you like what you hear, please give us that five-star rating and maybe drop a comment. Let us know if you have any suggestions on topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. And be sure to stick around for the weekly brew at the end of the episode where Greg is going to talk about the top five companies that occupy the most office space in Austin. Oof. Ian, gonna be exciting. what's that different kind of brew that we're sipping on today? Today we are drinking an ancient beverage that has increasingly gained popularity the last few years, especially here in Austin. Ancient? Known as kombucha. Kombucha. Have you ever had kombucha? Yeah. I have had I have not had it before, so I'm excited. We're keeping it local, of course, because that's what we do. So today we're going to be drinking Buddha's Brew Kombucha, made here in the ATX. They actually started by um, serving their kombucha at farmer's markets, and now they're all over the place. Any place you go to in Austin, we'll get to that in a second. So they can be found still at farmer's markets around the city. They're now in restaurants, hotels, even a yoga studio in San Mm -hmm. Marcos. Wow. So, it's the only one I've ever had, actually. So, Buddhist Yep. What is kombucha, you might be thinking? I well, the easiest way to put it, it's a fermented, slightly alcoholic, lightly effervescent, sweet and black or green tea drink. Okay. But it's not like an alcohol drink. Like You no. don't need an ID or anything for it. No, you don't. Okay. They let me buy it yesterday and didn't, didn't even card me. Well, that's because probably because I day. went out went with my hat off. <laughs> oh. Usually, when I buy alcohol, I put my hat on to make sure they cart. But yeah, that was a sad story. Um, so, Buddha's Brew—they've invested a lot of time perfecting their formula for great tasting, super live, culturally active kombucha with flavors that pop. Speaking of flavors that pop, we've got quite the lineup in front of us today. We've got blueberry. 
peach mint, strawberry lemonade, and pineapple super greens. Ooh, goodness gracious. And instead of each of us getting our own bottle, I brought some cups along, and you can choose which one you want. So let's start with our lovely guest, Jen. What are you going to try first? Goodness. Quite the lineup here. Uh, I'm gonna do strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Yeah. Shake it, crack it open. Shake wait, it. Wait, wait, I don't wait, know no, if you're no, supposed no, to shake, shake it. it. Oh, don't shake no, it. it. <laughs> if you shake it, it's gonna come. Oh. It all over <laughs> you're actually supposed yeah. to just turn it upside down. This is what I've heard, and just let it the stuff fall. Uh, I 100% would have like shook this. it up if, if you guys didn't sure tell me that. Like this. Yeah. And then all the, what's the stuff at the bottom? The, the good stuff, you know. The probiotics? Yeah, the probiotics. There we go. I'm going to go with the pineapple super greens because that last night, that was the flavor that I was like, I shouldn't get this, but I got it. Yeah. So I feel like I got to try it. Give it a go. Okay. Nice little length of age. You're going to go with the peach mint? Peach mint. And I'll try the blueberry first, and then I'll go from there. I'm going to try all of them though. Peach mint was next on my, my list. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Clank. Cheers to the kombucha. Mm. Does it tastes like vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a funky a smell. Bit. A little bit. It smells like funky. vinegar. It doesn't taste. Like no, you can taste a little bit. I actually. smelled the vinegar more than I tasted it. For sure. Mm. Wow. That's good. Okay. I like it. Blueberry is really good. Well, yeah. Go to your local store. Get some good uh, Buddha's Brew kombucha. Mm. It's in the healthy living section. Damn. Found that out last That's night. That's tasty. Be wild. Cool. Let's jump into it. Let's yeah. get right into it with the questions. Oh, yay. Jen Let's do it. Lee. <laughs> My favorite question always. You can take this any way you want. What's your story? Yeah. Enlighten us. All right. I heard it's a good one. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot of depth to it for sure. Mm. I could I could sit here talking all day about it. I, I would like to start where my transformational story began, which is with the practice of yoga. Mm -hmm. I right. jumped into teaching almost immediately after practicing because yoga is the first thing that I ever felt that created a sense of at home and safety within myself. And really, it started to break me open in a really good way, right? So like living so disassociated from my body, being trapped in my mind, um, constantly replaying traumas and old patterns and stories. Yoga was the thing that got me into my body in the present moment. And so even, and it was really just in the sense of like, wow, this pose really sucks. This is really hard. I'm sweating a lot. How is she doing it like this? Like, yeah. but at least I was here, right? At least I was in this moment. And so I would leave feeling really good. I'd like roll down the windows, feel the wind on my skin, blast the music. And I was like, wow, I don't have to like smoke pot to feel like this. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I just kept going back and almost immediately I was at a, um, a transition phase in my life where I really had no idea what direction I wanted to go in. I did know what I wanted to do for a career. I was modeling and I knew that I just wasn't, it wasn't all of what I was here to do. So I was like, man, I'm going to give teaching a try. So I did my teacher training and it was just on and up for there. And I feel like it's been just like a slow, gradual progression, but yoga was the first step into this, into this industry, into this way of living, way of being. 
Um, so it really began there, and then ever since, it's just been like a snowball effect. Let's party. Let's I've, go. I've known, I've known Jen since she started yoga, and we'll talk about the first time you practice. <laughs> She's like, hey, can I practice in your living room and teach you my progression for this, like, this first class I'm going to do? And I'm like, sure. And I like oh, you were a student. So I was her student. Her it was for my audition. It was yeah, before oh, I'd even right. gotten a job teaching anywhere. I was so nervous. You were my very first yoga student. Was it just me? It. I don't remember. It was you and and a few of our other buddies. Okay, yeah. So I have a question. You, I, I feel like there's two types of people when it comes to yoga. Mm -hmm. One is like I'm in pain or I want to I want to become more flexible, so I'm going to do yoga. Mm -hmm. And the other one sounds like for you that wasn't really it. It was more about the meditation side and, and that side of yoga? That's funny you bring that up. Actually, my ego is what brought me back to yoga. My my competitive drive, my I really am not very good at this and I'm not used to not being good at things that are very active and I grew up playing a lot of sports and stuff and so I want to go back and I want to get good at this. And that going back is what when I started to really feel good and okay. notice like, oh wow, this is more than just something physical. I also always felt like a very deep spiritual connection. I've always been pretty spiritual, but I was very confused at that time. Is it spirituality for me? Is it religion? What is it, right? And so I was kind of like in all areas of my life searching. And I think when you see a blinking light in the middle of fog, you follow that light. Mm -hmm. And that light was yoga, that blinking light. So. Wow. so then from yoga, where do you take it? From yoga, I took it to... I think just moving here and getting involved in the yoga community and meeting people who are just up to all different kinds of things that surround this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so making friends, learning from them, doing workshops. Um, next, it, it really got into more of a meditative side of things for me. Meditation honestly didn't really click in the beginning for me. I tried, but my mind, like I thought meditation was not thinking. Right? So I was like, how am I ever going to sit here for 30 minutes yeah. and not think? Yeah. And when I changed my approach to meditation and I realized that like mindful living is really about getting present and it can be 30 seconds, mm -hmm. it can be 30 minutes. That is meditation. Like I'm here, I'm start, in my body. You can start I'm in my small. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some days I can't, I can't meditate longer than three minutes. And then sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like constantly in a meditative state. So it's really just... Just take it as it comes and goes and you roll with it. You're going to be different every single day. And your response and your approach to meditation will, will follow that. will be the same way. Nice. So Jonathan excited us at the beginning and excited the listeners of talking about how we can live and create our vision. So how do you do that and how, you know, how are you going to maybe help us do that? Okay, so... I want to take you guys through a little meditation first to help you create your vision. And then from there, I'll give you a few really incredible practices that I try to implement into my life every day to really bring this vision to life. So okay. if you're driving, you can, you know, not, you could do this. You could do this <laughs> later. Close your eyes. Come, come back and listen to us again. <laughs> do not close your eyes. Stay with us here. But, um, so you'll just, you know, get a pen and a paper and right. take a comfortable seat or lie down. So this is something that anyone could do, any age, yeah. wherever you are, other than in the car. And let me ask you guys, do you guys want to hit one, three, no, one, five, or ten year vision today? Five. Five. Five is good. Five is good. Okay, let's do sure. five. Yeah. Okay, so you're just going to come to a comfortable seat okay. and close your eyes. Should we turn the light off? We, we could get Zen. Okay. 
Okay, turn mine off. Let's do it. This is cute. <laughs> <laughs> the Gen off, Zen. Folks. The Gen Zen. Alright, lights are off. Okay. So I just want you to start by taking a full breath in. Feel your ribs spread really wide, your shoulders grow. And then exhale, let your whole body relax. Feel things just start to soften. You're just going to immediately begin to observe your body. And you're going to let yourself be just as you are right now. Five years from now. And you're waking up in the morning. And as you wake up, what is the first thing that you see? The vision that you would like to live five years from this day. What surrounds you? What does the room look like? like get with the details. What kind of floors are beneath you? When you look outside your window, what do you see? It's the backdrop to your life. Are there people around you? Do you fill this space with people? And if you do, if you're not quite sure who they are yet, how do these people make you feel? I want you to flood all of your senses right now. Like, what do you smell? What do you hear? And as you begin to start your day, what does that look like for you? Are there morning rituals? Do you have a certain way you like to cook your eggs? Who do you share food with in the morning? I mean, what starts to happen throughout the rest of your day? What does your day look like? What do you fill it with? Who do you fill it with? What are your hobbies, the things that you enjoy doing? And those things that you enjoy right here, right now, I want you to feel them as if you're living them, as if you're doing them right now, right in this moment. Five years from now, in this moment, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? How do you intend to feel? As your day starts to wrap up to a close, what does your evening look like? At the end of the day, as you curl up in bed, what are you grateful for most in your life? Absolutely anything is possible for you five years from now, and I just want you to feel that run throughout you. That knowing. Like this is already here. I'm already living this. I'm on my way. Take a full breath in. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back to the room. Welcome. Okay, so now you're going to take your pen and paper and you are going to write this vision and you're going to date it 
August 26th, five years from now. All right. So is that 20, yeah, 2024. Whoa, weird. And uh, you're going to write this right now, this vision as you're like journaling it on this day. Mm -hmm. So it's August 26th, 2024. I wake up and, you know, and then write it as like you're just journaling today. Hmm. Right. So, and then at the end, I'm going to have you write one final sentence at the bottom. So once you start to get there, um, it's going to be this (coughs) or something greater for the highest good of all concerned. And I'll remind you of that. Just like, just get every single detail onto this paper, like everything you can remember, what you smell, what you hear, who you're with, how you feel, how you feel, how you feel. That's very important. We're going to touch base more on that in just a moment. Cue the awesome music. <laughs> the way I started writing this is kind of children. Yes. Not just like random girls jumping in my bed. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up to two girls jumping. Jumping in my bed. Wow. Where's my Callie, if you're listening. <laughs> That's his wife. <laughs> No, but it's weird because I have one girl, but in the vision, yeah. I saw two. two girls and two little amazing. kids. Yeah, I have one son, and in my vision, I had there's a lot of, another little tot there. I have one, one girl, one boy, and two pups, and they were all jumping in the bed. <laughs> Boogie ain't jumping up in five years. Yeah, I saw him as a little slower. <laughs> Try come on back to it. It's waiting for you. It's like the first thing that I see every single day when I wake up. My direct line of vision is a vision board that I based off of this vision meditation that I did um, a few years back. And then this, or something better, for the highest good of all concerned, is the closer outer sentence. (laughs) This for something better. This or something better for the highest good of all concerned. I wrote a one-year vision. One more time. This or something better for the highest good of all concerned. A one-year vision, I'd say like two and a half years ago, I hit like a pretty rock bottom for me. And that's actually when, when meditation really clicked in my life and it, when I consistently started practicing it and creating a spiritual practice that I is essential to my well-being that I practice every single day. But um, you'll remember, it was like a, it was a total quarter life crisis. I I went through an intense breakup and I had no idea what I wanted to do for my career and I just felt really like low in my life and I wrote a one-year vision. We did something like this together on the phone. Yes, we did and I remember you telling me you had just started your real estate career. You were a year in, almost a year in Mm -hmm. and you were telling me, Jen, your life can be so much different a year from now, like drastically. Um, And I still hear those words all the time when I'm starting something new that you said that day. But about 11 months later, I put that journal away. I didn't even like think about it. This is before I got really passionate. This is probably what sparked my passion into learning more about how this works. But I read that journal. I like randomly picked it up about 11 months later and I read the journal and I am not exaggerating whatsoever when I say that my life had everything that that piece of paper had on it. Really? And I was just blown away. I mean, chills immediately. So and you and sometimes without going back and looking, well, like obviously 
you may never know, but going back and looking, you're like, holy shit, like, all these things really did happen, happen when in your mind you might have been like, oh, yeah, I think I wrote something like that, like, mm-hmm. you know, one at a time, but then when you see it all in front of you. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, wow. You put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And the crazy thing is, what's the saying? It's like people overestimate what they can do in a year. But they underestimate dramatically what they can do in five years. So if you did that in a year, if you were to like do it for more than five years and like really think big, you'd be surprised that you'd probably blow out of the water all those things. Like five years ago, where I was compared to like the the space I'm in now, I mean, yeah. I totally believe that, hundred percent. Where were you five years ago? Oh, what? How old was I five years ago? Five years ago, what what year was that? Twenty fourteen. I was, I was here. Yeah. I was living here, meeting my best friends and, and mm. getting started, getting my feet wet in the in the yoga career uh, teaching and that was a really that was a really great time in my life because I had grown up in Houston my whole life and I took a big when me and my son's dad decided that we'd be better as co parents, as mm-hmm. friends. Uh, I, my son was four at the time, just turned four, and I moved up here with him. And you were the only person I knew, and I'd known you like a week. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I just took the That's jump, great. and I was like, but there's something was calling, Austin, Austin, Austin. I came up with some friends for the weekend. I met Jonathan. He's like, man, I could probably help you get a job up here. Like, introduce me that night, had a job, was moving back up the next week. And, wow. I, wow. and what's funny is that I had written, I'd written down as one of my goals in my yoga teacher training in my vision, the first vision I ever created, waking up somewhere with hills austin texas question mark like thinking was it austin and then about a year later like boom i'm waking up here in the texas hill country yeah so it's it's really neat how you can look back and connect the dots you know to everything in your life yeah and how it all just kind of works and sync together and i think a lot of that has to do with the power of intention and so if you want i can kind of explain a little bit about how that works now and the practices that I implement. So there's a book that really taught me a lot about this and it's, um, it's called the power of intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. By Dr. Wayne Dyer. Okay. And he is, I mean, he's got a ton of books on it, but this book specifically, I mean, it just like gets down into the details of how and why this works. And, so he calls it a manifestation, law of attraction, whatever it is, right? He calls it the power. It's like an intention, like a like an it's like an energy field that you can all you always have access to, right? So our thoughts, what we're thinking, what we're doing, is putting off an energy, mm-hmm. and everything that we are putting off, we are receiving back. So, and it has a lot to do in the thoughts as as far as like, so you can have the affirmation like I feel. I feel strong. I feel strong. I feel strong. You can be saying that, but if you're feeling and thinking like oh, I'm like I'm weak, that's actually what you're bringing back. So this power of intention does not hear what you say; it hears what you mean. It hears what you feel, right? So you're always having an opportunity to co-create by what you're thinking and the feeling that you are creating. That's what you're getting back, 100%. And and in the sense of surrender, do you ever like have that thing where you run into somebody and you see someone, you, you think about somebody and you're like, wow, I was just thinking about them. And then you run into them and you're like, oh, yeah. and it's because you, I, I truly believe you attracted them to you. But what's really important is that you didn't have 
a lot of resistance around it. You weren't trying to control when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. You just thought about them, surrendered it, and like, boom, wow, okay, now they're here. Cool. So one of the points I was going to talk on, I was actually going to rinse up last, but now that it's up, like it's meant to be here. So surrender, right? So we are the resistance between anything that we really desire in this world, and it's because we we grasp on to this like need to control how, why, or when it's going to happen a lot of times. Maybe not all the time, but when we surrender something, we get out of the way. So whatever you believe in, whether it's, um, you know, God or you're more spiritual or you have another religion, like you've got to surrender to something greater than yourself because that, that force of intention has far greater plans than you can probably ever even imagine for your life. And these things that you really want may be sprinkled in along the way. And so when you really surrender to that and you get out of the way and you're like, this is my vision. I have this. I love this. This is what I intend to create for my life. But you step out of the way and you understand that like it's going to happen or it's not. And either way, like your energy needs to be one of trust. Like I need to trust in what's happening. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you're just putting off stress waves. Like Mm -hmm. you put off stress, you put off worry, you put off need and want and I need and I want. You're just going to receive more need and want and need and want. So if you're thinking about like, I want financial freedom, I want financial freedom, all you're going to be receiving back with that feeling of I want it is more I want instead of brings me to my second point, living as if it's already here, as if it's already yours. Like when I pay my rent, instead of like freaking out every time I write the check, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money going away. I'm like, I'm shifting my thoughts to like, I am so grateful this amount of money is in my bank account. Yeah. It's that abundant thinking, that abundant living, as if everything that you desire is your life right now. Mm Because you you become the opposite of the resistance between you and that Mm -hmm. when you shift into abundant, grateful living. So that's another really big one. And and I know that like we all have crap days, so it's like really easy for me to get on here and and highlight the positive times. But like, okay, what do you do when you know you're co-creating and you're in a really bad energy space? So what am I going to do now? Because I all of a sudden I'm stressing out because I know I'm putting off bad stuff. Yeah. And because I'm stressing off, I'm putting off more bad stuff. And so I would just say slow down. <laughs> slow down. Take yeah. a breath. That's hard to do sometimes. It is. And it's hard to get off the couch sometimes when you're feeling fear or yeah. you're feeling like hopelessness. And so what I would say is to shift into focus on what is thriving right now. Because if you are alive and you are breathing, something's thriving. Something. It could be the littlest thing. It doesn't have to be some big, huge, like, yeah. I'm running a multi-million dollar company and that's thriving. Or, you know, it could be little, like, I'm, you know, I'm healthy right now or someone I love is, you know, just the little things. So when you do that, you create momentum. Mm-hmm. One thought, you think a thought for 17 seconds, you've created most of the momentum for your day. So then think about that. When you wake up in the morning, what are the first things you're going to think about? I actually delete the Instagram app every single night. So that when I wake up in the morning, I don't immediately wow. flood my brain with like the Instagram feed. I look at my vision board and I pray and I think about what I'm grateful for. And I try to start my day with that momentum. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's just like it depends on the day. Instagram. Yeah. Later. <laughs> once I get some shit done. Because otherwise, There's I'll, like be, I'll be double tapping all day. You don't, have to do- you don't have to delete it. There's apps that block it from you. That's her system. Wow. Didn't know that, but that's like, it's like a ritual now. It's like, I don't need you. Click. 
Dilly. You know, but then so, hey, come back for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> wait, no, don't go away. Come here, go away. It's like definitely how I am in relationships. Well, you kind of need it for, for <laughs> business and stuff too. Oh my god, <laughs> the gratitude thing though, I think that's huge. Like I wake up and the first thing that I and it's not every single morning. You know, you kind of forget or you're waking up late or something. But for the most part, it's three things you're grateful for and just talk about them. And like yeah. I'll I'll just say them out loud or say them in my head and. I try to do it too. Everybody does it differently. I try to do it to where every single morning it's something different. Mm -hmm. And so I literally am to the point now where I'm like, I'm grateful for carpet because it's nice when I wake up in the morning and yeah. put my feet on the carpet as opposed to cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for it. But, but you say that, but it's oftentimes like we take those little things for yeah. granted because there's plenty of people that don't have a floor, like, you know, that. I've been to Africa. They, they run around on rocky dirt, all the, you know, and right. their feet have built up calluses to where they, like, those are their shoes. Yeah. Essentially. And for us, it's like, which pair of shoes am I going to wear? Right. Which pair of socks? You know, it's. I was joking with, uh, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend yesterday, and like, just. This is totally dorky. I was just like, hey, have you ever thought about the dark ages? I was just like being, you know, at night when you're like goofy and you just start saying the weirdest things. And she's like, looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, yeah, I have. And I was like, can you imagine living in those times? This is literally how our conversations go all the time. And she's yeah, like. Sounds very intimate. She's like. Hmm. <laughs> she's like. Um, I. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want to live there, would you? And I was like, heck no. Think about it. Like, they didn't even have running water or toilets or like, you know, they had their own like, yeah, they had outhouses, like all the stuff that we take. AC. Can you think about it? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So I, I love it. I think about it all the time. I feel like I, I used to think, man, life, I wish I was born during that time. Life would be so much easier. So simple, right? Yeah, simple. There we go. I don't know about easier, but like Yeah, you simple. gotta go hunt your food down. Very yeah. simple. Not. <laughs> You would have had to hunt the food down, all right? right that's I would have taken care of the kiddos. Yeah, <laughs> um, true. Okay. So, Maybe not. so the focusing on the most thriving, but then also like, so when I was saying when you're in those like low energy places, slow down, right? But when you are in a space where you do feel a lot of joy and you are focusing on what's thriving, reach for more. So you create more of that momentum. So it's less about like what having to fix a certain way that you're feeling and more about like creating a feeling. So you feel like you feel like crap. Just feel like crap for a minute. You know, okay. don't stay there. But like when you get the slightest glimmer of joy from something in that feeling of crap, reach for more of that. Take a hold of it. Grab it. Bring it towards you. Move towards it. So... That, that was actually the first one I listed. So gratitude, focusing on what is thriving. And then the reason in the vision, meditation, jumping into the next one, that I kept saying, how do you feel? How do those people make you feel? Is you have to create, why do we want what we want, right? We want what we want because we want the feeling that comes from what we think we want. But if we don't feel good on the way to getting what we want, we won't get what we want. We won't get there. So... It's creating that feeling. So like I'll, if I'm feeling like the, I'll go back to memories. I'll go on a, in a meditation. I'll go back into memories of like times where I felt so much joy or when yeah. I felt like I had what it is that I'm desiring right now. 
when I felt like I had somebody who was really supportive, if that's what I'm desiring in my life, or mm -hmm. when I felt like I had a career that I really loved doing, a moment in my career where I felt like really aligned, like doing this right now, like I feel great being here. I'll reach on this another time. Mm -hmm. You know, so different things like that, you've got to create that feeling as if it's already here, it's already happening for you, because it is. And, and the thought that it's not is the resistance to it actually happening. Oh, man, sister. Yeah, and the surrender one. Oh, Monday, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, this, the surrender, I was going to say a surrender prayer. There's a, a teacher that I really, really love. Her name is Gabby Bernstein. She, writes, she writes a ton of books. She actually has a book launching in September called Super Attractor. It's about all this stuff. You're welcome, Gabby. <laughs> um, you gotta, gotta check Gabby it out. It's, it's a, it, I pre-ordered it. I'm real excited for it. But she, she does a surrender prayer that I now do every day, and I actually have it posted on little sticky notes around my desk at home. And every single day in my meditation, I ask in full surrender to you, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? That already puts you in a place of surrender. You can already start practicing it through that. It kind of takes the pressure off. Like when I'm stressing and controlling, I immediately drop into prayer for like, I pray to surrender this anxiety. I pray to surrender this fear. I pray to shift into the miracle, you know, from fear to love. And, and I, like it just does it. It's just wow. asking, like call on it, ask. But the power of attention yes. is always available. Ask. Yeah. A lot of people will ask me like, you know, I've never really felt like, how do you create spirituality? Like, I don't feel it. The only thing I ever really know to tell them that really calls at me is ask. Just ask. You don't know what you're asking to. It's okay, but just ask. You don't have to put a face on it or a name on it. Just ask for the feeling of it. You know. And you think, it, like you said, you'll just kind of attract that yeah. feeling and it's a, it's a an answer. Law of attraction, power of intention. Ask. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the business aspect of what you do every day. Yeah, how's that look? What's the model? The the model or the actual model? <laughs> I do a little bit on the side too. So the model, I it's really funny how like the coaching came about because I first just got a basic website up. I was at that quarter life crisis I spoke about and I was still teaching yoga. That's always kind of been like a home base for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I wrote in there that I had a you know, health and wellness-based career that was thriving where I was able to serve and inspire people every single day. But I didn't put like that. It was just yoga and meditation, but that was obviously what I was doing at the time. So I went to my yoga classes, I put up a website as a mindfulness coach. I'm going to teach yoga and meditation and I'm going to be a public speaker on it. And I wanted to bring it to middle schools and high schools at first because, which I still like, I'm very passionate about doing, but because I my teenagers were real rough. There was a lot of um, abuse and abandonment and just things that I went through at that time. And I always thought to myself, man, if I had had yoga and meditation, things could have been a lot different because I found it. And that's what like helped me get rid of all the, the trauma from that time. So I, I felt really called to give it to kids at that age. And so I came up with Find Your Chill was the name and so I created this find your chill website and I went to classes and I just started telling people like hey I'm you know if you're ever interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me I'd love to help you create you know find your chill create a um, yoga and meditation practice because I, I taught a lot of beginner classes too so I think people would when they're first starting to are like really interested in learning how to, how to do it yeah. so I got 
way more people than I expected were like coming up like, hey, what's your website? So I was just getting inquiries left and right and then people were telling people and then within like three months I had like 15 clients. Oh my God. But it, I was also really practicing like this, like the power of intention. I put it out there, I put it out there and it, I asked. I just sat in front of class and I was like, hey guys, like I'm doing this. But then coaching started. So it started out as like yoga sessions, right? But then these people would sit in front of me and we get talking and all of my like life experience and all these things I've learned by being so passionate about the personal development world, even outside of yoga, books, podcasts, personally coaching, like being coached by people. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I like turned into a coach. These wow. people were like, I didn't mean to be a coach. I just like, I just became that and I started giving them everything that I learned. I just kept passing it on, sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. And so it really just kind of like evolved into that. It was like one day I was like, hey, I'm going to start doing this privately because teaching 30 classes a week, this hustle is really tiring. Like I need to, I need to work smarter, not harder. Right. And, and, um, it just really like, that's awesome. Clicked. It started to evolve. So. And it was my understanding that you were working on a new mm-hmm. site slash <laughs> yes. brand to kind of Can you tell not us? just talk about yoga meditation, but everything, right? Yes. So yoga and meditation is like the solution. So it's a part, it's a key. It's like a, it's a part of, it's like a part of my toolbox. Mm-hmm. It's now something that I offer. It's not all of what I offer. And Really, this came about when I I first was just redoing the Find Your Chill website. I was like amplifying it, ready to create a bigger online platform. And in the middle of it, I got the first like the first draft of the website back. And I looked at it, and I was like, I hate it, hate it. The perfection. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're not only drafting your website, you're drafting. I was branding yourself. myself. Yeah, and that that was the bigger part of it. it was because I was only showing parts of who I was. Right, mm-hmm. I was only like this is Jen, an enlightened yoga teacher. But like Jen's kind of a hot mess too. And Jen has hard days too. And like I realized that I needed to show every everything that makes me human. You know, like I am this mom who gets to travel the world and, and does what she loves for a living. But I also have days where like I've got to use the things that I'm teaching to get through, yeah. just to get my feet on the floor, you know? And so I knew that I needed to own parts of me that I was that I was scared to show like the good parts the parts that make me human and so well I feel like you mentioned before with with Instagram and opening in the morning like a lot of people kind of say Instagram Facebook it's like the the highlight reel Mm -hmm. when it's it seems like lately people are realizing that they're getting a better following or getting more engagement if they're showing the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and just being real because that's what people relate to. I mean, everyone everyone loves drama. It's great. Like reality TV. Mm-hmm. You know, Real Housewives. I see it on in my house. Yeah. People like drama. So you got to have a little drama in your life to, <laughs> right. to share with people. They do. They love drama. And, and so what's funny is I sat down one day and I was like, just it just came to me. I was like, man, I'm like a messy millennial. I am. That is that is who that is a part of who I am. And so that's where my book idea sprung from actually. The book that I'm writing is called Make Friends with Your Mess. And so a lot of the public speaking that I'm like I have my first public speaking engagement on this. It's called Make Friends with Your Mess and it's in Houston. I'm uh, at a 
yoga and music festival. And I, I'm building the website and the blog based off of this, like making friends with a part of me, like that I want to deny that I want to like the shadow self, the things that I think the world will reject. So let me hide this, but like, I'm really just like rejecting myself in that sense. And I'll never, I'll never belong anywhere until I truly belong to myself until I realize that like my mess is, is a part of my magic. It really is. My, my mess is what my message is to you guys now. If I hadn't been through the earlier crazy, chaotic parts of my life, I wouldn't know how to find my calm and find my chill and teach that to you. You know, so the website is, uh, it's, it's going to definitely be a bit on the vulnerable side, a huge step out of my comfort zone. The day after I came up with this idea, I woke up scared, but excited. And I knew I was onto it. I was like, this is it. Cause I'm a little scared, but I feel joy. And when you're in that space where you're a little scared, but you feel joy, you're right. You're right there. You're in it. Uncomfortable equals opportunity. Does it? That's what they say. Yeah, I believe it. I do. <laughs> so obviously, like, you're, I mean, what you're doing is making an impact to anyone you come in contact with or anyone that sees your site or mm-hmm. will read your book eventually. Are you doing anything, like, just from, like, a community engagement or what are you doing to make, like, more of an impact that's not business related? So I would say every single opportunity interacting with anyone that I can. So I'll have somebody, it's really weird, like I'll, t- I'll be talking to someone and, I'll, and one time I, I told this girl, I was, in, I was in yoga and after class I went up to her, I saw her and I felt really called to her and I kind of just stopped doubting that like in the intuitive pool, mm-hmm. like you need to go talk to that person. Mm-hmm. So I went over to her and I and I said, I just want to let you know, I don't know this girl, never met her in my entire life, that you have a really bright light and whatever is keeping it small right now needs to go because you're meant to shine. And she broke down and was like, I don't even know where those words came from, okay? She's like, my boyfriend cheated on me three days ago. And like, you know, and, and so I met her for coffee the next day. And I just to meet her for coffee, like just, I went through a breakup, you know, about, Eight months before that, I felt her. I was there with her. I could see her. I could hear her. And we went to coffee, and she actually started coaching with me later. That wasn't my intention at all, but I, I just was there for her. Yeah. Like, anywhere, like, there was a girl at the airport, like, two weeks ago, bawling in the bathroom. I was like, look, I don't know you, but sometimes a hug helps, so if you want a hug. No. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like every time we talk, we'll catch up, like, every couple weeks or whatever. There's a story like this, so I, I can totally... Yeah, I, I, can, I thought you were gonna say every time we talk, it winds up with you crying. And like, oh, no, no, no. You need that. You need that. It's gonna be okay. Uh, no, 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 you no. know, and like little things, right? So like, I was walking my dog Luna, and there was like these ramen noodle packets oh, yeah. all over the street, like just wrappers, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I and I walked. It was hot. It's like hot as hell. It's Texas. Sure. And I was like past it. I'd already passed it. And I was thinking in my head, I was like. I was like, oh, come pick it up. And I was like, no, it's hot. I'm so close to my house. And then I was like, damn it. So I like turned around, went and like picked them up. But it's like little things like that. That's what the empower of intention is beating off of. It's that intention, right? So like just picking up trash on the way to work, holding the door open for somebody, giving somebody a smile. Mm -hmm. I do these things. It's not going to be a secret anymore. So if you find it, you're welcome. But it's called Miracle Messages. And I take little notes and I I write them on people's cards and I post them like these just little cards and I write little secret like 
you know, just little love things. And I put them on people's cars and I don't put like who it's from or anything like that. And so it's just like that. You can make an impact every day. I realized that like doing what I love and doing this work, it doesn't need to be like, I don't need to make money doing it. If I just do it and I enjoy it, that will probably come. You can like figure out a way. The money will come. Yeah. Yeah. You can figure out a way to, to you don't have to, like if you're a, if you're a musician and you're a struggling musician and you're trying to make money, like just play music and then figure out the money thing. And then maybe the music starts making money and maybe it doesn't, but you're still doing it because you love it. And you take the pressure off yeah. of having to make it. Like for just teaching yoga for so long, it was like, I have to make it. I have to make it. I started to resent it a little bit. I was tired. I was tired of doing 20 classes a week. Like, yeah. you know, so it, it's like once I took the pressure off of it, then it like started to flow with so much more ease. Well, that goes in line with what you were saying before. Like when you say you want, you want, you want, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it, and you yeah. keep wanting. Yeah, kind of yeah. counterintuitive. So, yeah. so we've talked about how mm -hmm. to kind of create a vision. You helped us mm -hmm. with that a bit. What, what would you say is your say, ultimate goal or vision in five to ten years from now? Like, where do you see your business or your just your life, how do you how do you see it? I mean, of course, you have a kid now, like all encompassing. This is a big question, I know. This we didn't is a prepare great question. No, and I actually, you guys gave me a very important reminder of a very important part of this vision process. Mm -hmm. You have to like after we hit the unrecord button, we we have to share our visions. Well, you guys have to read it to somebody. You, so you saw oh, it. You wrote it, oh and now you have to speak it into existence. I knew that's why I said once we hit, oh, once we stop recording, you can share it. I'm, you're lucky it puts you on the spot. Tell us oh, your okay. dreams. Um, yeah. But you're going to have to share it. That's important if you're at home and you're writing your vision. Find somebody who you know you feel comfortable sharing with and share this. Put this, speak this into existence. And so I'm going to do that with you right now, my vision. Okay, let's so, uh, let's say five, ten years from now, I would like to live in the mountains somewhere. I would like to be married and in a relationship that, you know, we are both committed to the personal and spiritual, just like growth. Like we support each other and being like our own person. Mm -hmm. um, but together we are like a foundation of like, hey, like, let's go, you know, like, let's do this together. And, and we, we hold that space for for the other person. So just like a healthy relationship that's all around thriving. And I want to be a foster mom one day, guys. Oh, really? Yes. No, yes. Told me People that. are always like, do you want more kids? A kid, not a dog. Yeah, yeah, to kids. Okay. To kids. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the dog. Dogs are cool too, but uh, yeah, to kids, I want to, um, people are like, do you want more kids? You know, I had my son really young. I was 17 and he's nine and he's like out of the way now. Like we sleep until 10. Okay. <laughs> like, we, we travel together. I have time to be 26 and, um, I want to be a foster mom though, because I want to be that safe space that a lot of those kids in transition don't get. Mm -hmm. I want to teach them the things that I learned and like how to love yourself and how to become like your sense of safety, your sense of stability, because they don't really have a lot of that. And so if I can just even get just a short period of time where I can teach them these things, I know that will create a ripple effect for the rest of their life. That's awesome. Um, so I'd like to be a foster mom. I'd like to obviously be, you know, writing books, um, definitely have that New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Little stamp on my vision board. Mm -hmm. So I'm right. Um, that's you know that's a big one a big time um, public motivational speaker 
is in the is in the cards, but really just waking up and being in a place of like I, I'm I'm like I'm living on the edge um, of my like with my purpose every single day, like never getting comfortable, like feeling good in my life, but always. Striving. Yes, always, always growing. growing. If you're not always growing, you're dying. Growing. Yes, Tony Robbins. Was that? Was That's that? right. Yeah, I listened to that once in like the midst of a like, you know, pretty dark phase. <laughs> Tony Robbins has definitely helped me out. But yeah, so it's just like never getting complacent or comfortable and always looking to serve and just like how can I make this world a better place, right? Mm. So that's the vision. It doesn't have to like look any certain way. They're just like a general idea of like, this is the way I want to feel. This is the way I want to wake up each day. Makes sense. So other than Tony Robbins, who who has inspired you? Well, you said what? Gabby Bernstein, yeah. oh, yes, Wayne Dyer. Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson. Ooh. She writes, yeah. uh, she's actually running for president, y'all. You're kidding. Oh, really? Dead serious. She time. is like an, an amazing spiritual teacher. Or in Kanye. Yeah. Is Kanye too? Well, he says he is, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he actually is, but that was funny. No, I'm serious. I've heard him say it. Really I know, good. I know. I heard he, is, I heard he said that too. But. So, yes, she's running for president. Mm -hmm. and yes, so she's running for president. She writes a book, another book, as I'm dropping the book bombs right now yeah please is a, a return to love i i'm really big on audiobooks so if i like actually read a book it kind of puts me to bed sometimes so i listen to audiobooks and i love the audiobook like she obviously reads it it's called a return to love but it basically sums up a, a metaphysical text called the course in miracles and it's something that i'm a student of and would love to be a teacher of one day but it basically is just all about how we come into this world like a just a complete source of love and for then we start to believe things like that we're taught to start believing things like sickness health good girl bad girl um fear love winning losing scarcity abundance so like we are constantly being told we're like not enough in some way and we get some message and then we start to become something that we're not we disconnect from that source of love that we are slowly 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 and the journey is to evolving back to that sure. to unmasking all of the things that we're not so that we can stand in the source of love that we are and i think that's like purpose in life like that if talk about a 10-year vision if i could just keep returning to love every single day i'm living it so return you know? to love by marianne lamson yes cool yes wow. done well, yeah. do we have any last minute things to ask? I mean, that was awesome. So yeah. you brought a lot of info. That was great. Gratitude. <laughs> Say the three things again real quick. Okay. Just for listeners. Yes. Gratitude. Focus on what is thriving. Focus on what's thriving in your life right now. Start with it early too, right? Yes. In the morning. Start with it whenever, you know, like reach for it always. Yes. Um, it's that shift in perception. This is happening for me, not to me. Some part of this is thriving in my life. Um, number two, feel as if it is already happening. Feel the feelings that come from the things that you intend to create. Change the language also. I don't think I threw that one in there with you guys. Instead of saying, I want this, change the language from want, from need, to I intend to create this for my life. I intend to create. My intention is this. Um, and then three, surrender, surrender, surrender. Surrender is the only way that I'm saying. Like, it really is. Just let it, gotta surrender. And, and to yeah. do it, ask. Ask to surrender it. It's not like some big, crazy, key trick thing that you gotta do. It's just like, hey, uh, 
yeah, can I can I surrender this real quick? This, this hurts. This is heavy. I don't want to hold this anymore. Yeah. Jim, thank you for coming. This thank is awesome. you. You guys are amazing. Thank yeah, you was, for this opportunity. It's a good, great way to start the week as well. Yeah, Monday. Up. A Monday motivation to come for you. Yes, thank you. And that brings us right into Greg's seg segment part. His favorite part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's weekly brew. brew. Weekly brew. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down for this one, ladies and gentlemen. The polls are in, and now we finally know which major companies occupy the most office space. In Austin, buckle your seatbelts, it's gonna get crazy. Let's get to it. Google, 1.46 million square feet. Oh, is this including the new building that's about to go up or not including that yet? Not even. Wow. Yeah. Google holds holds number one. We've got 3M with 1.45 million square feet and Dell with 1.43 million square feet. Now, the whole reason I like to bring this up is because Austin is certainly a tech city. It's a growing city. Uh, and there's a accompanying um, a news article titled, Amid Bay Area Exodus, High Growth Companies Are Courted by Texas, Idaho, and Others, right? What that tells me is that a, a lot of companies are moving out of California and into Austin, which means we're just we're shooting towards the sky right now with growth uh, in tech companies. From Silicon Valley to Silicon Hills. Boom. That's, Silicon that's Austin's nickname. Silicon wow. Hills. Yeah. And I'd like to follow this up with a quick little trivia question. Which company in Austin has the most employees over any other? Can we at least ask, is it any of these five here? Maybe. I have a question. It might be. Is Uber here? Is Uber here? Yes. What does that mean? Uber? Yeah, Uber. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think those are employees. But they're in no, those, those are in uh, contractors. So come Trick question. Question. Trick question. I think I would have had it if I was, if that was. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Nobody knows. The answer I is. I'm going to say Dell. My. No. Dell. My no. guess. Google. No. Google. My guess has to be a, it's got to be a tech company. Amazon? Yeah. No. Samsung. No. It's a grocery store. HEB has the most employees. Oh my gosh. Would you believe it? Over 13,000. Wow. That's great. HEB's amazing. They are, and they're growing. They're, they have another one coming up South Austin, another one. Speaking of HEB, <laughs> get your local Buddha's brew. Kombucha. At, kombucha at your nearest HEB store. Again, in the healthy living section. Well, thank you for the trivia question. Real quick, what was your favorite uh, kombucha? I tried all of them, and I really could not distinguish. Um, the peach mint was the most interesting to me. Yeah, I like the blueberry, but I tried. I, I think they were all like I started. They started to just blend together. Yeah, Jen. Jen, did you? <laughs> I only did strawberry yeah. little mint. I'm gonna Her try. Favorite the peach was mint. The strawberry lemonade. Yes, it was. I'm just gonna try this. Oh, she's drinking from the bottle. I like that one. Take gusta. Peach mint, hundred percent. I knew that was gonna be. Pay. I actually like the, the little pineapple super green one too. It's good. Yeah, not bad. That's what I'm ending it on. Alright. Well, thank you for tuning in, guys. We hope you enjoyed and got something out of today's podcast with Jen Lee. Try out that little vision meditation. Remember those one, two, and three steps she mentioned? 
Make sure to check out her Instagram page for your daily dose of positivity and to see what awesome things she's up to at the.gen.zen. That's right. The Gen Zen, yes. The Gen Zen. We've also got some great interviews scheduled in the upcoming weeks that you won't want to miss, so be sure to keep tuning in. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. That way you can get your little notification when our latest episode comes out each week. And we would love that five-star rating, if deserved. Uh, please don't forget to follow us at What's Brewing ATX. Until next week, guys. Take care. Cheers. 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 Thank you.